Hey, everybody. Say hi, Finn. Finn, say hi. Oh, he's having a good time. So, uh, hi. Welcome to the Good Work Live. I'm Dave, and this, this is home with a toddler. Things are going real good. Say hi, bud. Ow. Ow. You know what hurts? Yeah. What hurts? His feelings hurt. That's what he's experiencing. Yes, go. So anyways, uh, that's, that's Katie. Katie's talking to the dogs. And uh, we are checking things out. And uh, sorry if it's a little foggy tonight. That's uh, me not, I guess, clearing out my phone. Let me try this. How's that? Is that good? That's a little bit better. Wait, wait a second. Mom's taking out the trash. Anyways, I want to let you guys know that uh, we closed we closed out our uh, kindness uh, project for Naomi, thanks to a friend of the Good Work community, Ashley Burnett. Uh, we were able to raise enough money to get her four mattresses, uh, a car seat, a few other things. A lot of you have just donated to uh, to the project uh, different clothes bedding you like killed it you did amazing and I'm super grateful say thank you thank you yeah so we're super grateful for that so thank you for uh, just being generous and kind and uh, amazing in a, in a really general sense uh, I am uh, always humbled by how uh, generous you have continued to be in the different things that we have tried to do. So, thank you for that. Finn is checking out my headphones. Those are my headphones. What do you do with those? Where do you put those? Okay. Yeah, you put them in your ears. Yeah, you put them in your ears. So anyways, um, I thought tonight I would mix it up a little bit. <laughs> Stay with me. Hang out with Dad. <laughs> no? You don't want to hang out? That's, oh my gosh, those of you who are parents totally get this moment, don't you? Okay. So, anyways, I'm going to head to my office and I'm going to show you some stuff. But, on the way, I want to let you know that, ugh, I thought I'd do something different tonight. And, uh, oh, are you going to come with me now? Yeah? Okay. Come on, let's go. I'm not even in charge anymore. I'm just kind of here for the ride. Oh, lights. All right. Come on, come here. And he left. Neat, neat, neat. So, um, where was I? Like, being a dad is the best, but also I have no idea what I'm doing, and those of you who are dads know that, and everything else. Okay, cool. So, uh, I wanted to throw a couple things out tonight. Uh, a few things that I thought might be uh, uh, cool to share. So, uh, I consume, I can't play bat, but I can't believe, he, he wants to play, he wants to play balloon right now. We're not going to play balloon. 
Say bye bye. We're gonna go in the Say other hi. Room. Say hi, Katie. Hey, 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 hey. Okay. So, anyways, um, I'm looking for a tripod so I can put my phone down for a minute and I'm trying to distract from the fact that my little dude is sad. Um, um, oh, where was I? I don't even know anymore. So, um, thought what I would do is uh, share with you a couple things that I am uh, into and checking out slash consuming slash a fan of and uh, throw it out that maybe that's something that you would be into and see if anybody else has any recommendations. So, um, man, I really can't find the tripod I was looking for. This is super smooth. I'm so glad I got home just in time to put on live and didn't set up anything. Oh, it's so good. Um, man, where is everything? I don't know. I don't know where everything is. Um, anyways, cool, 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 cool. No worries. Um, where is this tripod? This is absolutely the sloppiest thing I've done in a long time. So, back to what I was getting at. Uh, where was I? Oh, you guys. Have, like, have you been watching, uh, Queer Eye on Netflix because it is hands down like <laughs> the best TV uh, I've been watching in like a long time. Um, I remember the original show from the, I guess, early 2000s, but this is, this is like, it's really cool. It's something a little bit different, a little more modern, but it's, uh, it's just, it, it's cool to see these guys coming into these folks' lives who need, like, a fresh breath of air into what they're doing. And it is uh, really refreshing to just see how we are starting to interact with each other if we strip away a lot of the um, stuff that surrounds what we may agree or disagree with about each other and we just take each other's humanity super seriously. Anyways, I think it's pretty rad and I am a big fan of it. So, two thumbs up to uh, Queer Eye on Netflix if you were able to watch it. Um, yeah. So, oh, oh, I got an Amazon package. Ooh. <laughs> That's the other thing I was going to show you guys tonight. Um, I've been, been very conservative I've been very conservative lately about buying books. I buy a lot of books and I like to try to read them as uh, you can see by what I do right here. What? And that's only like half of the books that I own. Let's, let's, that's a conservative answer too. Anyways, 
I, uh, I picked up a new book, and this guy is, um, he's definitely a pastor, and he's definitely more of like a hipstery LA Hollywood pastor type guy, but been listening to what he's been doing lately, and I thought it was really cool, so uh, I picked up this book, and the tag is this, Before You Die, uh, Live the Life You Were Born to Live. Which is essentially the whole angle and anchor of what we're doing with the good work. So, this book is called The Last Arrow by Erwin Raphael McManus. And I'm going to uh, chew up this book, read it pretty fast, and I would love it uh, if any of you pick this up or have, and you think this is cool, uh, let me know. Um, he's out of L.A., the Mosaic Church in... Uh, Oh, it's West Hollywood or Hollywood or East Hollywood. I'm not great about that kind of stuff. Anyways, uh, this is the book I just picked up. One of the books. And uh, I would love to uh, check it out with you. So there's that. The Last Arrow by Erwin Raphael McManus. Cool. Um... So I've really come to look forward to these uh, Wednesday nights when I get to log on and uh, say hi to you guys and maybe share something that's encouraging or something that might be meaningful to you. And I thought it might be good to uh, change up what I have been doing. I have told a lot of different maybe anecdotal stories and I hope that those have been either engaging or enjoyable or memorable for you, but I wanted to uh, do something different. So, on the thematic of books, uh, I want to let you know that I was in Denver earlier this year uh, at a conference for uh, folks who do the same kind of things that I do professionally, uh, helping people with their uh, their personal journeys, their spiritual journeys, that kind of thing. And I met a colleague that I had not met before that a lot of my other colleagues had met and fallen in love with. And his name, uh, his name's Dale. And uh, to be real honest, I've only had a, a couple of like real person-to-person, face-to-face conversations with Dale. Uh, but I have to tell you this. This is one of those cats that is just he's like electric a lot of us go through life and everything's very static and very uh, there's minimal highs and lows it's kind of that droning through most of life but when you encounter someone who charges you up who excites you who focuses you not because they have an agenda but because they're actually for you, they're on your behalf. They're your fan. It's a, it's a pretty, it's a pretty fantastic thing. And so, uh, Dale, uh, Dale, uh, Carl, Dale, Carl Fredrickson is uh, just a powerful, humble, igniting catalyst, kind, compassionate, soft, strong, 
beautiful human being. And Dale is a uh, a poet. And so uh, one of the joys that I have in life is reading like good poetry. There's there's poetry and then there's like good poetry. Uh, I don't know if you know that or not. <laughs> Brand new breaking news. There's poetry and then there's like poetry. And uh, one of the nights I was at this conference in Denver after I had met Dale, he had gathered some of his friends in the in the creative world to speak to a lot of us who were in the helping profession who actually that's that's a lot more of a parallel profession than some of us think but he uh, he connected all of us one night at a place called grandma's house which is amazing if you're in denver go to grandma's house the moment you hear me saying this go go to grandma's house um he took us, uh, he invited us there, and he gathered some of his artistic friends, and he shared with us some of the things that they had created, and he shared with us some of the things he created, and it's uh, it's a lot more nuanced than what I'm saying right now. Uh, it was actually an incredibly beautiful night. But, amongst that, he shared with us some of the things that he had created. Uh, and he didn't, he didn't push this thing I'm about to show you, but it, it is obviously a part of of what he creates in a way to make the world better. Uh, he wrote uh, this book of poetry called uh, On Wounds and Wonder. Uh, Dale Carl Fredrickson. Another book. Um, and good grief. I realized like on the outset that reading someone else's poetry uh, to you isn't nearly as meaningful as if the person who wrote it read it. But I wanted tonight to do something different, and so I wanted to read to you the very first poem from this book. Because it... it well, just because it, it works for me. It means something to me. It is powerful to me. Um, in the midst of watching all the national and global and local news, this first poem that opens this book is uh, centering, if that makes sense. It centers. It centers me in how I'm approaching things. So if you'd allow me tonight, I would like to read on uh, behalf of my uh, brother and friend, Dale Carl Fredrickson, uh, this first poem. I will not do it justice by reading it myself. He, uh, when he gets on a mic and he reads what he has created or written, is a million times better than me. Than what I could do, at least. Um, and so I apologize to Dale. Dale, brother, I love you. Uh, but I wanted to share this poem. And without having everyone else read the book or having you do this tonight... I'm going to read this first one, a poem that's called An Oracle uh, of Sorts. So, if you would allow me this privilege, uh, I will read this now. An Oracle of Sorts. People say hello and goodbye at Union Station. People are coming and going, beginnings and endings. Some shake hands, others hug, 
a few cry. But the lucky ones, the lucky ones, they always kiss. As I wait for a friend, the commotion of trains and people are my unavoidable diversion. A small child is screaming over his dropped ice cream cone. On his cheeks, a new flavor of chocolate and tears. A man is more attentive to the vibration of his phone than the voice of his wife. A wedding party strides through the station like royalty. A gray-haired woman embraces her daughter's baby and in teeny ears hums a lullaby. A student dressed in black with a single bag sits weeping. A soldier kisses his daughter after years of only screens. A young woman waves at mom and dad and boards a train heading west. A homeless man tells his story for a cup of coffee. As I wait for my friend, I'm astonished by the gravity of humanity. Desires and disappointments, the aches of longing, possibilities of histories, the sweat of striving, the bowing, the bending, endless uncertainty. Aren't we flesh and bones, wounds and wonders in motion, sometimes free, other times tethered? The angst of our neighborhoods reflected at Union Station. Flesh and bones connect and disconnect. Diverse histories clash and kiss. Complex mysteries of turmoil and havoc. Can these wounds and wonders become one body? As I wait for my friend, I listen. Everything speaks, and I hear. Write these poems of wounds and wonders. I used to uh, joke with friends, with my wife, that one of my favorite places to go was the airport. Not to fly in, air, in an airplane. I do not like airplanes, and I do not like flying. But, I would go to the airport because I loved watching people. And not in a mocking, strange, weird sense, but in the sense of like an airplane, at an airport, getting ready to get on an airplane, a lot of things are stripped away from you. There are a lot of pretenses. You know what you're going to wear and you're going to ride in a plane. And most people dress for comfort, some for business, and some for anxiety like me. Watching people, like this poem tells, genuinely watching people, 
I have found for me that it's impossible not to grow in empathy. Not to at least assume that the shoes that I'm wearing in life aren't the exact same shoes that everyone else is wearing. The thing that we've been doing the past year with the Good Work Project, with the Orontis Project in our research, has been to step into other people's shoes and to ask, what are you feeling, what are you experiencing, and what do you need? It's required us to drop a lot of assumptions and a lot of the language that we carry around like it's like we own the joint, like we own the particular language to anything, and to uh, genuinely shut up and listen. Every day around us, there are people going through the wounds and the wonder of life. People having life born in their midst. People having life taken from them in their midst. People settling down. People being uprooted. Jobs gained and lost. Finances cemented finances in upheaval. You know what all of this is like. Every bit. My encouragement to you tonight is this. Whether you're one side of Union Station or the other, would you consider remembering what it's like to be on the other side. What would it do to this world if you remembered, whether you're in the up or the down, the have or the have not, to remember that there is always a story that is opposite yours that needs the same amount of love that you do in both situations. What would change about what we were all doing if, for a moment, our story was second to the person that lives and works and breathes, maybe sits right next to us? Wounds and wonders all around, right? Anyways. This is a tremendous book, and um, uh, short of not getting hate DMs and messages from any of you, I am going to share another couple of these with you because um, Dale speaks to our fear and our love and our anger and our frustration and our angst and our joy. And uh, I would rather have him speak than me mumble around sometimes. <laughs> so. We're going to try that. But also, um, this is a great book, and we're going to, I'm going to start reading this, and I'd love for you to join me. And also, this is a great book, and uh, if you would like to check this out and uh, think about what it says, I'd love to talk to you about that. Also, if you're uh, looking for something to touch up on professionally or just networking-wise, uh, Rob and I have been reading this, and you are more than welcome 
to read this and then maybe shoot me a message and be like, hey, I've been reading this super old book from the 1920s, 30s, and I'd love to talk to you about it. Also, you can read that. I'm just kidding. That's it. Four is all I'm going to throw out. So, thank you. Uh, We're still doing dinners uh, uh, on uh, Sundays and Mondays. If you aren't on the dinner list, please talk to me. Let me know that you want to join us for a dinner. I'd love to hook you up with some other people who are part of the Good Work Project. Um, We've had a few already, and they've been so good and so much fun and easy, 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 easy. If you're stressed out and you can't cook dinner or bring a side dish, don't worry. I got it handled. Just join and hang out. Have some food. Have a drink. Just love for you to come eat a good meal and uh, enjoy some time together with some other awesome, good human beings. So, do I got anything else tonight? No? No? Okay. Thanks for watching. Uh, Blessings, y'all. And I will talk to you soon. Bye.